Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. I just wanted to come on here real quick tonight with a brief recap of what I taught earlier today about whether or not we have to keep any parts of the law. If in fact, Christians in the 21st century, do we have to keep the Ten Commandments? And so, I was thinking about my notes tonight, and I was reading over them, and I said, you know what, let me just do a quick highlight as a recap on whether or not do we have to keep all 613 laws of Moses. So, we know that the purpose of the law, as according to Galatians 3.24, the purpose of the law was, so then, the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. Amen. And so in place of the Old Testament law, Christians are to obey the law of Christ. We now follow the law of Christ and not the law of Moses, which was given to the children of Israel and not to the Gentiles. Christ nailed the whole law to the cross when he died for our sins. The gospel of the the gospel of Jesus Christ is that he died, was buried, and on the third day rose out of the grave by the power of the Holy Spirit and ascended back up to heaven after being witnessed by 500 plus people who saw Jesus in his resurrected body, he is alive today, sitting at the right hand 
of God the Father in heaven and from that highly exalted position he awaits to make his enemies his footstool amen so what is the law of Christ that we now follow Mark 12 verses 28 to um, verse 28 to 33 tells us what the law of Christ is it says and one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well and asked them asked him which is the first commandment of all and Jesus answered him the first of all the commandments is hear O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength this is the first commandment verse 31 and the second is like namely this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself there is none other commandment greater than these verse 32 and the scribe said unto him well master thou hast said the truth for there is one God and there is none other but he verse 33 and to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices amen and so we see over here in the New Testament that we have been set free from the law which by the way was not even given to the Gentiles but Paul was letting his Jewish brothers know that they have been set free thank you Holy Spirit that they have been set free from the law so if we see romans 8 15 says for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out abba father amen and then we have Galatians 3.10 that clearly states that if you attempt to do any of the law, you must do them all. Amen. And then we have Galatians 5.4 that talks about anyone attempting to be justified by the law is alienated from Christ and you have fallen from grace. And then we have John 19:30 that says that Jesus Christ did not come to abolish the law, 
but rather to fulfill it by living a sinless life and dying on the cross for the sins of the entire world and he said it is finished jesus fulfilled the law amen and then we have romans 10 4 that talks about that for christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it that means for the jews and for the gentiles for the free and for the slave paul and peter and the apostles over here in the new testament was letting us believers down the road know this as well as those believers um, in the first century church as well as converted jewish believers who for all of their lives lived under the law because the bible tells us that even jesus was born under the law amen and so we see galatians chapter 3 15 to 31 let's come over here to it because it's kind of lengthy it says dear brothers even in everyday life a promise made by one man to another if it is written down and signed cannot be changed he cannot decide afterward to do something else instead now god gave some promises to abraham and his child that's capital c and notice that it doesn't say the promises were to his children as it would if all of his sons all the jews were being spoken of but to his child and that of course means christ here's what i am trying to say god's promise to save through faith and god wrote this promise down and signed it could not be canceled or changed 430 years later when god gave the ten commandments if obeying those laws could save us then it is obvious that this would be a different way of gaining of gaining god's favor than abraham's way for he simply accepted god's promises god's promise amen well then why were the laws given they were added after the promise was given to show men how guilty they are of breaking god's laws but this system of law was to last only until the coming of christ the child to whom god's promise was made and there is this further difference god gave his laws to angels to give to moses who then gave them to the people but when god gave his promise to abraham he did it by himself alone without angels or moses as go-betweens 
Well then, are God's laws and God's promises against each other? Of course not. If we could be saved by his laws, then God would not have had to give us a different way to get out of the grip of sin. For the scriptures insist we are all its prisoners. The only way out is through faith in Jesus Christ. The way of escape is open to all who believe him. Until Christ came, we were guarded by the law. Now keep in mind, this is Paul speaking to his brothers, the Jews. Amen. Until Christ came, we were guarded by the law, kept in protective custody, so to speak until we could believe in the coming savior let me put it another way the jewish laws were our teacher and guide until christ came to give us right standing with god through our faith but now that christ has come we don't need we don't need those laws any longer to guard us and lead us to him for now we are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ and we have been baptized into union with Christ are and we who have been baptized into union with Christ are enveloped by him we are no longer Jews or Greeks or slaves or free men or even merely men or women, but we are all the same. We are Christians. We are one in Christ Jesus. Amen. Verse 29. And now that we are Christ's, we are the true descendants of Abraham and all of God's promises to him belong to us. Listen to me. You friends who think you have to obey the Jewish laws to be saved, why don't you find out what those laws what those laws really mean? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one from his slave wife and one from his freeborn wife. There was nothing unusual about the birth of the slave's wife baby, but the baby of the freeborn wife was born only after God had especially promised he would come. Now, this true story is an illustration of God's two ways of helping people. One way was by giving them his laws to obey. He did this on Mount Sinai when he gave the Ten Commandments to Moses. Mount Sinai, by the way, is called Mount Hagar by the Arabs. And in my illustration, Abraham's slave wife Hagar represents Jerusalem, the mother city of the Jews. 
the center of that system of trying to please God by trying to obey the commandments. And the Jews who try to follow that system, hold on, are slave children. Verse 26, but our mother city is the heavenly Jerusalem and she is not a slave to Jewish laws. This is what Isaiah meant when he prophesied, Now you can rejoice, O childless woman. You can shout with joy, though you never before had a child. For I am going to give you many children, more children than the slave wife has. You and I, dear brothers, you and I, dear brothers, are the children that God promised, just as Isaac was. And so, we who are born of the Holy Spirit are persecuted now by those who want to keep the Jewish laws, just as Isaac, the child of promise, was persecuted by Ishmael, the slave wife's son. But the scriptures say, that God told Abraham to send away the slave wife and her son, for the slave wife's son could not inherit Abraham's home and lands along with the free woman's son. Dear brothers, we are not slave children, obligated to the Jewish laws but children of the free woman, acceptable to God because of our faith. Amen. And that's Galatians 3, 15, 31. And so we also have in the New Testament, in Ephesians 2, 15, by his death, he ended the angry resentment between us caused by the Jewish laws that favored the Jews and excluded the Gentiles. For he died for he died to annul that whole system of Jewish laws. Then he took the two groups that had been opposed to each other and made them parts of himself thus he fused us together. He fused us together to become one new person. And at last, there were peace. There was peace. Amen. And then we have Colossians 2, 13 to 14 that says, You were dead in sins, and your sinful desires were not yet cut away. Then he gave you a share in the very life of Christ, for he forgave all your sins and blotted out the charges proved against you, the list of his commandments which you have not obeyed. He took this list of sins and destroyed it by nailing it to Christ to Christ's cross. Amen. And so, in my little notes over here, I was talking about how the Holy Spirit 
will bring into every true born-again believer in Christ memory okay all what Jesus said about the Ten Commandments and how loving God with everything within us will restrain us from following after other gods and disobeying him and we will love our neighbor our neighbor by not committing sins against them and with them so we see that under grace through christ's finished work at the cross all the law is fulfilled not abolished but fulfilled by christ jesus our lord and savior who lived a perfect and sinless life amen because we don't ever want to forget that the bible says that the law is holy righteous and good good and it will judge the lawbreaker but glory be to god that in christ we have been set free from the penalty from not from not being able to keep the whole law death which is eternal separation from god the father in hell and then onto the lake of fire amen and so i also wanted to point out that first things first christ has liberated us from the bondage of the law of moses god wants his people to know that jesus has fulfilled the law on our behalf and rescue us from the penalty of not being being able to keep all the law he saved us from god's curse which is eternal damnation us new covenant born again believers in christ jesus are not commanded to do any parts of the law and that includes tithing and keeping the sabbath and keeping the Ten Commandments. We fulfill all the law by keeping those two commandments that Jesus gave to us over here in Mark 12, verses 28 to 33, which is the law of Christ. Amen. And so, when Jesus tells us to love God with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and strength, and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves for all of the law and the prophets now hang on those two commandments. Amen? Amen. So, I just wanted, like I said, to come on here real quick just to do a quick recap, okay, that those two commands are the core of the entire old testament law all of the old testament law can be placed in the category of loving god and loving your neighbor the law of christ then is to love god with all of our being 
and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, which is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. Amen. So, New Testament scriptures state that Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament law, bringing it to completion and conclusion. And we saw that in Romans 10, 4, Galatians 3, verses 23 to 25, and Ephesians 2, 15. In place of the Old Testament law, Christians are to obey the law of Christ. When we recognize the value of Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf, our response is to be love, gratitude, and to be in obedience. If Christians would truly and wholeheartedly obey those two commands, we will be fulfilling everything that God requires of us rather than trying to remember the the over 600 individual commandments in Old Testament law. In the Old Testament law, Christians are simply to focus on loving God and loving others. Amen. So, in conclusion, for the follower of Christ, the avoidance of sin is to be accomplished out of love for God and love for others. Love is to be our motivation. Amen. Amen. All right, people. So, like I said, I just wanted to touch on the highlights on whether or not we got to keep the laws of Moses. And we see from scripture that Christ Jesus fulfilled the law perfectly because he lived a perfect and sinless life. Everything, thank you, Holy Spirit, everything that the law commanded man to do Christ Jesus fulfilled it 100% complete in its entirety. He didn't leave anything out that was required by God for the children of Israel to complete. Amen. Amen. Until next time, I speak to you all soon. Bye for now. guys for tuning in i truly appreciate all your support until next time i'll be talking to y'all soon bye